Podcast number six, pressx.com.au. Yep. I am Nick. Ben. Um, Kurt. <laughs> Is that why I keep blowing out your your phone? Sorry. That was ridiculous. Anyway, welcome to the sixth podcast for pressx.com.au. Basically, you've done five before. Jump on the website, check them out. You can check them out on iTunes. You can do whatever you'd like, really. Hopefully, you've found this because you've viewed our other ones. So, those 16 people that have viewed our other ones, congratulations. You've uh, graduated into the sixth tier of. it's, it's, it's like um, it's like Scientology. You know, yeah. if, if you listen to six, you're at the six tier in Scientology. Sci- is it Scientology? Am I yeah, yeah. Okay, you would have had to pay two hundred thousand dollars to get to the six tier. So congratulations! And we're people. letting you do it for free, for free, for a limited time only. Yeah, we're going to start charging for the podcast. Start charging. Um, no, we're not. Oh, we better charge like $200 an episode, otherwise we will not make any money. Yeah, that's pretty much true. Although, we had 65 on episode 4 listen to it. Yeah, thank so, you well, to those 65 people. Episode 1, we probably got the most because uh, Insane Rambling of listeners got it. So, we've got many... Oh, is that right? Which listeners got it, Ben? Insane Ramblings. I don't know if you've heard of it, but if you go to insaneramblings.net, you can find... Other hilarious podcasts. And I'm wondering whether all of these podcasts will be put on Insane Ramblings and the, the, the Insane Rambling website will now become a secondary Press X website? Well, I haven't done it. Come Insane on, Ramblings come rages, on. So, uh, it's looking like that. Awesome. Yeah. So that's I cool. I bought GameSpy. Uh, Game we can buy Insane Ramblings. <laughs> With your... <laughs> oh, fuck, Fiddy. <laughs> all right. Well, when you start getting those $200 podcasts, then let me know. It's two dollars there. There you go. Sweet. That'll do. That's going to come up really loudly. So that's going to sound like editing. Awesome editing. That's going to be absolutely incredibly fun. Anyway, let's get stuck into what we normally do and what's been happening across the group. Kurt, how about we start with you? All right. Uh, so far, I've been playing Gears of War three, Gears of War three, one game of Civilization five, then back to Gears of War three. Um, so let's talk about Civilization five then. <laughs> yeah. What did you think? Why? Why did you choose to play that? Apart from your favourite game at the moment? Uh, my internet was down and I couldn't play Gears War 3. <laughs> um, no, no, I just felt like playing something a bit more relaxed. So Did you buy it about... across Steam? Yeah, yeah, I bought it a few weeks ago. I mentioned on podcast number 3. I don't really listen to you when no, you talk. No, so. you weren't even on podcast number 3. <laughs> okay. yeah, that, was, that was the better podcast. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I uh, was watching TV. I was watching a movie at the time and thought I'll play a game on my laptop. Obviously, um, a great movie. Yeah, uh, it was going the distance with the guy that plays Mac and Drew Barrymore. Um, and well, I just, it's also got um, Charlie Day in it yeah, as well. It does, it's yeah. absolutely hilarious. And I just figured I needed a game. I wanted a game that I could sort of half pay attention to, where it's turn based. You don't have to worry about being on the ball and making sure people are attacking you in real time. So, gave that a go, and then yeah, back to Gears of War three and smashed the hell out of that. And it's been yeah, the multiplayer has been awesome fun and. Finished the single player. Ben's now finished the single player, so we yep. can start letting spoilers out. And I started um, again yesterday on Insane. Yes, nice. Um, I started a f- oh, on Arcade Insane so far. So yeah. So Ben, are you playing uh, Insane with a couple of different people as well? I've been playing in co-op with one of my other mates, and uh, it's pretty hard. It's definitely a step up from hardcore because I thought that was quite easy, except for the last boss, which yeah. was no joke that yeah. took me quite a while but uh the arcade mode that Kurt's talking about you get respawns yeah so that kind of makes it a bit easier but because in standard you've got uh your teammates can revive you straight away as long as you uh aren't completely dead like if you're just down and not out it doesn't make a huge difference but in some situations 
it might be easier to do the respawn. I guess if you're playing on your own. Yeah. Arcade, you could still be pulled up off the ground as well. You don't actually die instantaneously. No. No. Yeah. Um, on the same? Oh, no, no. In, when the first playthrough on hard of arcade, you can be pulled back up on insane as one, you know, you're down and out. Because um, every time that I've been downed, it's, you just basically respawn, you don't get downed. Your teammates can get downed, but not me. Oh, no, I definitely got picked up a few times. So, anyway, yeah, anyway, anyway, moving on. It um, seems it seems harder. <laughs> yeah, um, but, but it's um, still fun. Yeah, it's great, and it has for those people who are picking up the game, it has the same sort of problem that Bulletstorm. Well, it's not really a problem, but the same thing that Bulletstorm had, where casual is a joke, normal is actually easy, hardcore is probably only a medium difficulty, and then insane is just ridiculous. So, if you're picking up the game and you can play shooters, start on hardcore. It's actually not that hard to play through the game, especially if you're playing with uh, mates. Yeah. Cool. Uh, Music-wise, it was a big release for uh, you as well. Yeah, uh, being a big grunge boy, I got two new albums this week. I got the Pearl Jam 20 album and the Nirvana Nevermind 20th Anniversary Edition. Um, both are awesome, absolutely insane. I pretty much had them playing in the background for most of the week. And yeah, it's if you're in any way a fan of grunge, go pick them up. They're awesome. They're, just, they're $20 each, I think, from JV at the moment, and it's worth every last cent. Um, I think so it's yeah. about $170 if you want to buy the, the vinyl big, edition, yeah, which is a vinyl. complete collection with CDs, vinyls, DVDs, and a yeah. lot. Yeah, yeah, and I was going to buy that, except for I'm just broke. Um, but yeah, no, I high, highly recommend picking those up. Um, and what I've been watching, well... Wait, most... wait, do you think the bonus disc on this Nirvana re-release is worth it? Yeah, yeah, well, it depends. If you're a fan, it is. If you're not a big fan... You could probably just get away with buying the original copy of Nevermind, but... Because that's what I feel like. I've listened to Nevermind so many times, but I heard on the radio they were playing a song... Uh, it, it was basically Breed, but with yeah. another name. Yeah, it was the original name for it. Yeah, um, Imodium or something like that. Yeah, but no, no, listen, it, it's good. If you were in any way... In but it was, band, it basically, my point was it just sounded exactly the same, but with a different name. Yeah, it's just some of their original recordings and so forth. Um, I would say if you're a Nirvana fan, it's one of those things to have in your collection anyway, so pick it up and, you know, have a listen. And if not, I believe it's on iTunes as well. Oh, yeah, it'll be on iTunes as well. Um, And it's still expensive on iTunes, which I thought was weird. Yeah. Like, there's a $37 edition and it's just digital downloads, so I don't Um, know how much that was worth it. And what I've yeah, the track watching. was Imodium. Imodium, You're right. yeah, it is. Oh, yeah. Okay. It's called Imodium, and then in brackets, Braid. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. it I was it's the original like, name. Oh, sweet, a new Nirvana song, and I'm like, wait, I've heard this like a million Three times. times. Uh, me and the missus went to go see the Change Up the other day, the new Ryan Reynolds film. Um, funny, actually, really good. Um, sort of, it's, it's one of those ones. It's a great one to see as a couple, and certainly guys won't be too bored. So, this is the one with. Uh, What's his face from Arrested Development? Yes, it is. Yeah, one of Jason other, Bateman. Yeah, Jason one Bateman, of my other yes. favourite actors. So. And they start peeing in a fountain and do the uh, Friday... Yeah, it's very much Friday. a Freaky Friday thing, but like from a guy's sort of perspective. Um, but it, yeah, no, it was, it's, it's actually very, very funny. And um, once again, yeah, if you're looking for something to go see, you know, with the missus or something that you won't be too bored, um, highly recommend it. It's better than uh, Monte Carlo, which Kristen also made me watch. Which Jeez. was freaking <laughs> terrible. Well, that's isn't that um, basically like a Disney movie? It's uh, Kristen pointed out to me. It's basically the I think it's the Lizzie McGuire movie, just with different actresses and a different uh, European city that it happens in. 
but it's one of those mistaken identity sort of films where you know the the poor girl gets you know mis uh, mistaken for the rich girl and takes over her life for a week and blah 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 blah. Um, and the other thing I was watching, of course, was the grand final in which the greatest team of all, Geelong, smashed the Magpies in the end. So that was um, the AFL grand the final. The AFL grand final, which is the last big game of the year. Um, it was one of those ones where it was super, super close up until the last quarter in which Geelong finally sort of ran away and took the win. Um, but at the end of the first quarter, uh, Geelong was up by one point. End of the second quarter, Collingwood was up by three points. Um, end of the third quarter, I think Geelong was up by five or something small. And then, yeah, they ran away at the end for a 38-point win, which was freaking awesome. Given that I'm uh, from a Collingwood family and I'm a Geelong supporter, it was great to see my... T- I've been waiting my entire life for that grand final. So, um, <laughs> so you had some angry family members while you were celebrating? My sister's in Holland at the moment, refuses to pick up her phone because she knows I'm going to call her and give her shit because it was also her birthday yesterday when her team lost. Um, and Are they actually able to watch the game over there? Or? No, she she was watching basically the stats popping up online. Ah, right. And mum still is not talking to me, but that doesn't matter either. And other than that, that's pretty much all I've been doing for the last week, pretty much. What about you? I just finished Dragon Quest Nine on the DS. Oh, was that any good? Yeah, it was awesome. It was one of the uh, best games that I've played on the DS for a while. The is it, I sunk. Over 40 hours into it, which is pretty unusual for me, especially just I don't have that much time, but uh, I'm able to play those portable games on the train to work, so at least, you know, it's not wasted time just, you know, commuting. Um, And yeah, I was really addicted to this. I played Dragon Quest VIII on the PS2 a couple of years ago, and it's quite impressive how much they've been able to fit into this game. It's basically a scaled-down version of Dragon Quest VIII, but with the new storyline and stuff. And they've added some multiplayer, but I wasn't able to check that out, basically, because you need people with the game. Game as well, yeah. Yeah, so I hear that's pretty fun. It kind of just seems like you can all wander around and do your thing and then help each other out in battles and stuff. Right. But I wasn't able to check that out. It's it's cool. The graphics are probably some of the best on the system. It uh, looks very similar to its PS2 game, which was really impressive looking, like cel-shaded graphics, kind of cartoony. Um, but the same guy who did the character designs of Dragon Ball Z and Blue Dragon and uh, all this dragon stuff. Yeah, yeah, good pedigree. Yeah. yeah. And it's cool, like, every item that you equip changes the look of your character, so they've really gone out in that attention to detail. Not um, many not many do it anymore as such. Like, no, definitely. Yeah. Even uh, Dragon Quest Eight, they barely did it. Like, occasionally your sword would look different, but yeah. overall your character still basically look the same. The right. biggest complaint is it really is a game that needs more power right because you get four characters and as soon as you do that in some of the more detailed cities it just starts to chug yeah there's a lot of slowdown when you've got your whole team running around was this on the 3ds or no the just, DS? this is just a regular ds game yeah but were you playing it on your 3ds yeah i was yeah. but it obviously didn't, didn't help yeah. much i don't think cool um well, i guess do all four characters actually do things in the game well, the kind or would of- it be easier if like a Final Fantasy, where you have one player that runs, one character that runs around, and then when you get into battles, it goes into its own system. I think that would have been the better choice. And does that happen already? That when you go into a battle, you then go into another format of the game. Yeah, it's it's very similar to those old Final Fantasy games in that way. Okay, so maybe Um, they were just trying for a look of you know your party's full. Well, I think the thing is when you play multiplayer, you can't do it that way. 
because everyone has to be running around. That's true. Okay, that's a good point if there's multiplayer. Yeah. yeah. But the thing is, when I just had my one character before I recruited my other teammates, uh, the game ran beautifully. So okay. it would have been nice to have that option if you're just playing single player. I highly recommend it if you're a fan of those old school RPGs. There is the kind of thing where because your teammates are optional, there's no interactions with them. So you talk to other characters in the game and in the cutscenes they're just talking to your main guy and your other teammates are nowhere to be seen. Oh, really? So that would be kind of nice to you know add them in somewhere. or um, Because your main character doesn't talk either. So everyone's just talking at you. Yeah. And so it's that kind of thing where, you know, like, what's that, Skip? Yeah. There's someone trapped <laughs> in the abandoned mine. It's always people just kind of know what you're talking about somehow. Or your companion, you've got like a little fairy chick flying around with you. She's talking to people, but you just stand there silently looking down people. And yeah. Also, like, don't forget, you know, I think a DS cartridge is the max of 256 meg or something all up, or 512. So we're asking you to jam a lot of data onto a little disc. To be quite honest, if you... If you did see, there was an article that uh, GoldenEye was put on 12 megabytes of memory. Yeah. yeah. yeah so, yeah, like, if they, can make, if they can make GoldenEye with 12 megabytes of memory, I don't see how they can't yeah. squeeze all these extra things onto something such as that. But still, yeah. it's impressive how much they yeah. fit into this game. It's, it is, too. Yeah. Like, even if you, you know, don't do all the side quests and stuff, I still spent 40 hours in it. So, And there's proof that you can make uh, something pretty impressive in a small amount of space if you've ever seen the 96 kilobyte game. Yeah, it's like a shooter or something? Yeah, it's a shooter, and it's got full gra- uh, gravity, lighting effects, nice textures, everything like that, and it compacts down to 96K on your hard drive. Wow. And it expands into your, you know, into your RAM to run, but it was one of those things that someone just designed, or it might have been a team, but they designed to show that you know you don't need a Blu-ray sometimes for some of these games if someone's willing to invest the time to make sure everything's actually packed properly. Um, but that obviously takes a lot of... Oh, yeah, they uh, probably spent years getting it right. Yeah, yeah, and not every team can do that. No, of course not. Uh, um, yeah, obviously, they're going to make Dragon Quest uh, ten on the Wii and Wii U, and so definitely looking to see what that's going to be like after playing this one. Uh, a good fan of the series. It's very grindy, so there's a lot of places where you just can't beat a boss and you just have to hang out and level up until you're powerful enough. But uh, other than that, uh, you know, definitely... Highly recommend it. Cool. What have you been watching? I just watched uh, the premiere of Terra Nova. Oh, yeah, that was good. Yeah, you watched it as well? Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah, I I thought that was probably the best show, the best new show this season so far. Did the ads not do it justice? Because to be quite honest, looking at the ads, it looked pretty poor. It depends. If you are looking for... It's basically, in my opinion, a cross between Avatar and Jurassic Park as a TV show. But like to be quite honest, looking at that ad, the dinosaurs look fake. Jurassic Park... The dinosaurs look real. The dinosaurs were pretty good in this one. They look good. They they don't look probably exceptional. Yeah, amazing. But for a TV show, they definitely do justice. And there's a lot more story than just them surviving the dinosaurs as well. So it's uh, without spoiling anything for anyone that goes into the show. But um, yeah, it's actually well worth. The first episode is what an hour and a half long or something. Yeah, it's about a double episode. So yes. is it more of a family-ish drama? Because I, I actually like those kind of shows that are really something is different, but it's at, at its base a family drama. It's a bit of both. It, it'll be interesting to see how much the dinosaurs are in it in the future episodes. Yeah, because they spent a lot of money on is this it premiere. Thirty million. I think it was. They said between twenty-five and thirty million yeah. for the pilot. But that, you know, includes all the sets and stuff, yes. and then it's going to be $4 million an episode from then wow, on. Wow, really? Yeah. 
So I think that's here, I believe, as well. Yeah, it's probably in Queensland. Yeah. Um, But certainly it's one of those ones where it's kind of a... It's going to have a great sort of social family drama sort of feel to that. But in regards to watching it, it wouldn't surprise me if they ended up giving it sort of a later time slot, making it, you know, that sort of MA sort of level. There's some violence in it. There's some fairly... um, You could call it gritty, I, I guess. But it's... It's one of those sort of things where it it's speaking... I reckon it will speak specifically to people around 16 to 25 to maybe even 30 as their sort of target audience, but that's just my, me taking a guess at this point. Yeah, and to kind of answer Nick's question, there is a main family that the plot revolves around, yeah. which is, you know, the typical uh, parents and then three kids kind of scenario. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah, the, the intro... It's pretty cool with them in their future world, travelling back in time, and yeah. there's some nice setup there, and uh, it's, it's definitely got potential. See how it goes. It could go either way, either but way, yeah. I was a big fan of the first episode, and if they can keep up the level of uh, action and excitement yeah. for these dinosaurs running around, dinosaurs make anything better. So. Yeah. Well, certainly, um, I've come across a few pilots over the last few years that have been exceptional for sci-fi films, uh, like sci-fi shows that just didn't really get picked up, or they only ran for a few episodes and then dropped off. And I was watching an interview a while ago where someone said the problem with sci-fi is generally it's too smart for the average audience to get really involved in. And so if it's too sci-fi, they don't get the fan numbers, they don't get the time slot, and it eventually dies off. This seems to actually be a really good sort of balance between that sort of sci-fi, but enough storyline that people who aren't into sci-fi will get into it at the same time. One of the biggest problems that Firefly had to keep running was the fact that it was too, I guess overly intelligent in a lot of the sort of stuff they were talking about and a bit too sci-fi for a lot of the um, the MasterChef watcher sort of um, people out there that don't want something that's too rich. They just want sitcom sort of stuff. Well, I was going to bring up Firefly as well just because you're talking about the pilots of these sci-fi mm. shows. They, in America at least, aired the pilot last. Yeah, that was always and So that was such a good first episode as well. So if you haven't seen Firefly and you're into that sci-fi stuff, Check it out. Yeah, definitely get on out. Why haven't you watched it already? Yeah, exactly. Um, And yeah, here as well, they edited the pilot second. Yeah. And it's just so confusing why uh, that was such a good episode, but I guess it's placed to what you're saying where it is a lot of them running around in a spaceship. Yeah. And I guess the network could potentially think that would turn people off, but then why would you order a show about people running around in a spaceship? Yeah. Um, But yeah, uh, what have you been listening to? Just on the way over here, pumping the Foo Fighters since I got tickets to the concert. Yeah, nice. Listening to that new album, definitely impressed. I'm going to be going as well, for that matter. So. He's looking so Pretty smug stoked. right now. Just <laughs> to get and actually, uh, there's a really cool website called setlist.fm, which is a break-off of Last.fm, which is a, it basically keeps track of your audio streams. Yep. Uh, so this website has people go in and update the set lists of bands they see, and checking... This current Foo Fighters US tour, they're averaging 25 song sets. That's nice. cool. Including covers by, uh, they've do a, um, they certainly seem to be doing a Pink Floyd cover yeah. each uh, concert and a couple of other covers as well. So it should be really, really good nice. show. Just, just saying, just saying, <laughs> it's going to be a really good show. That's, That's coming cool. up in the future. So if you go onto this website after the show will it have the track list of what they played for our concert yes that's a cool idea which is it's kind of cool because then you can go back and you know create a playlist of those songs yeah. and it relive the festival i well, still think the best one was the metallica concert we went to last year me 
Yeah, that's exactly that. what I was going to say. And yeah, you can go on their website and buy each concert that's been on. The next day. The for, next day. Yeah. Oh, Metallica, so they can literally give you that live concert. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. they record everything. That is really and cool. Yeah, it was only $15 for that show. I think Pearl Jam, yeah. in fact, Pearl Jam released just it. about every yeah. single concert they perform. Yeah, and quite often the videos of that concert as well. But certainly, um, yeah, the Metallica one, you could get on and just download the album for $15 from their website. It was the full concert that you were at. Minus, because of ours, our one was also... Um, Kirk Hammett's birthday. Yeah, um, we didn't get the entire audience saying <laughs> happy birthday to him, which was actually really cool at well, the concert. I'm wondering if that's because of the copyright issues. Oh happy, yes, of course. Happy yeah. birthday! Yeah. Uh, the family who owns the rights to their song, they are very litigious, and so anyone who sings the song "Happy Birthday" in like television, any sort of performance on television. So that's yeah. why you don't see it very often. Yeah, uh, that's why a lot of times on TV, like, did you know you have to pay if you sing Happy Birthday? Well, Adam Hills had a good one for one of his uh, DVDs where they didn't sing him Happy Birthday because you'd have to pay your copyright. He got someone to sign Happy Birthday to him, yeah. um, and officially, that's not breaking copyright. But yeah, in a lot of cases, um, yeah, you won't see it on TV or movies because it's millions to get the copyrights. Do you remember which uh, date your Metallica concert was? Ours was, I've got it on my Either the 18th, the 20th, or the 21st? We are on the 20th. Yeah. 20th, no problem. Sorry, I'm actually just, the great thing is you can jump on this website and check it out right now. Setlist.fm, a wonderful website. <laughs> okay. I we think... are not sponsored, we have nothing to do with this <laughs> website. I just, it, it's really cool to have a look at. I think the Metallica one was Metallica Live as well. Yep, and they played uh, roughly 18 songs, which is yeah. a, a fairly decent set for Metallica, especially when they've got things like, you know, seven minutes on yeah, Ride of Lightning and, and eight minutes on Master of Puppets and ten minutes on one and all yeah. that sort of thing going on. So that's a, quite a nice looking and set. And they did set. solos and stuff like that throughout it and all yeah. sorts of stuff, which was kind of cool. Uh, no creeping death, so well, I'm not that fussed about not going now. <laughs> each, the other thing with the Metallica one is each concert is very different to the other concert. Like, I've now bought... Our one, the one before ours, one of the September ones, and all of that sort of stuff. And you can go on their website and see what the set list is first before buying it. So I chose the concerts where they had the songs that I liked and bought those ones. Cool. And certainly it's the case of, um, yeah, they were very, very different. The only thing that was sort of common in all of them is they always ended with Seek and Destroy. They always had... Well, because they had those balls that come yeah. down and that made sense to that song. Yeah, and then they always have, a, I think, one played at a certain point of it. And so, yeah. But most of the time it was... A they play one and Enter Sam and just about every single yeah. concert they play, I would have thought. Yeah. And probably Master of Puppets as well. Yeah. Um, but quickly, just to go back to this happy birthday thing, I've heard it's $10,000. Oh, is uh, it? Oh, I thought it was much more. But it could be more, but that's what I heard. And that's why you get on things like Futurama, they just made up their own happy yeah. birthday song. So I thought that was pretty funny, just to basically avoid copyright. Alright, so that's what you've been up to, uh, what I've been up to, and that sort of thing. Um... I picked up, uh, I don't know whether you've picked up any of these ones, because I haven't picked up the uh, Echo or Ico, Team, Team, Eco. Eco. Team yeah. Eco stuff yet, but I picked up the remastered version of, uh, if I can remember what it was, Resident Evil 4, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. which is quite good, and I, I really love that game when I played it on the Wii. It is a little bit harder playing it on uh, the Xbox, just because aiming-wise, it doesn't have the same sort of aim as with the Wii, where you've got such pinpoint precision. Take controls. Yeah, especially the controls can be a little bit awkward, and you end up sort of, I guess with the Wii, you can literally go, bang, there's a head, shoot it. Whereas with the controller, I do find that I am doing that thing where you hold it and you slightly tap until uh, yeah. you're in the right aim, Yeah, which is quite frustrating, and it does piss me off a fair bit. Plus, th- that game is quite frustrating, like most of them, where 
they, they just seem to creep up on you. And there's just so <laughs> many at one point. But it is a lot better than any other ones purely because you have someone, a character that is so dependent on you looking after them. Yeah, this throughout is, most of the game. A lot of it is kind of an escort mission. It is an escort mission, and it is it, it, as much as it's frustrating. It makes the game better. Okay, and it makes the game better than something like Resident Evil Five, where you've got this chick that does more damage to people than you do, and so you could literally let her kill everyone for you. Well, see, in Resident Evil, I played that in co-op for the whole game, which was one of the things that I liked about it was that you could do that. That so would I, make it a better game. Yeah, I didn't yeah. really have that problem that a lot of people did with your uh, AI partner running around and stealing ammo or doing all that kind of stuff. Oh, so frustrating. But yeah, I picked up both the remakes of Resident Evil 4 and Code Veronica X, but I've been playing a lot of Gears, so have not got around to checking them out. And I also yeah. still want to finish Dead Space 2. So, so I'm probably going to jump on and um, get the uh, Team Eco <laughs> stuff. Yeah, I ordered that as well. Uh, should be here soon so hopefully I'll be able to you know mention that on the show so that's what I've been playing I've got a nice little story about uh, someone hacking my account which we'll get to later which <laughs> means I'm actually not on Xbox Live at the moment so I'm going to have to wait a while before I can get back on I don't uh, know I don't want to you know brag or anything but it's pretty good this Xbox Live stuff <sighs> So that's uh, something that's happened to me. We will have a chat about that later. Um, so that's what I've been playing. Listening-wise, the new Mastodon album came out, which is absolutely amazing. Getting really good reviews. Uh, not so much great reviews from fans, purely because their last few albums have been very, very specialized genre, and this goes back to very early stuff. Interesting. It's a little bit more of a hard-riffing metal band, and it's really cool. It is a really good album, and each song is its own individual song, whereas the other ones were part of a series. Okay. Worth checking out if you uh, are keen on them, and also like don't, don't judge it on previous albums because it is great, and I think it's a really good album. Do you know what it's called? Uh, yeah, it's called The Hunter. So okay. if you want to check it out, it's called The Hunter. You can pick it up just about anyway. Um, very, very good album. Well worth having a listen to. Uh, that's what I've been listening to. Um, really, that's it that I've got up to. And I guess the big news is I got a tattoo yesterday. Yeah. What? Got my first tattoo yesterday. Kurt came along to keep me company. Damn right. Uh, a really good experience. It's funny. It was quite nerve-wracking. I spent the full week really yeah. shaking in my boots, <laughs> waiting for it to happen. And then when I got in there, I wasn't as nervous. No. And you get a little bit nervous just as it's about to happen. And really, um, as much as it does hurt, uh, it's still a pretty good experience. And certainly... Uh, he was a very brave boy. Uh, very brave. I didn't have a lollipop to give him for not crying, <laughs> but I gave him a beer instead. So I think that made up for it. So there's a couple of things they did where they've got... Uh, when they outline it, they use a specific needle that's quite a one-pointed needle, not a group of needles, yeah. and it's quite sharp, and it's a sharp straight line that they draw, and that does hurt. Like, it all hurts, but yeah. it, it's all bearable. But that is... And there are moments, especially where I got it, there's a couple of tender areas around there, and um, when they go through those spots... It, it wasn't... It wasn't <laughs> I didn't get a tattoo on my junk or anything like that. But um, yeah. I, got, I got it on my... Um, uh, on my inner arm. Yeah, and Do you want to see what it is? Uh, well, it's a feather that then turns into birds. You'll probably be able to find it online if you want to have a look. In fact, I think we'll probably take a picture and put it up mm -hmm. with um, yeah. all the other stuff for the podcast. Uh, so you'll be able to check it out there. Um, and that needle does hurt. And there are moments where you just go, God damn, that's not a good feeling. And sometimes you're like, this is pretty easy. But if out of everything, when they, when they do the colouring in and the filling in of the tattoo, that's actually a, quite a large group of needles and while they are bigger needles uh it sort of is a it's a slow burning pain yeah, and it sort of comes calming. in in waves yeah. 
and it, it was it was it's very rhythmic about yeah. it and especially the way she did the tattoo she was very much in a time so you could sort yeah. of you, you knew what was going to be coming there wasn't periods where she sort of you know stepped away for 10 minutes and then didn't do anything then yeah. came back and did some so it was quite an enjoyable experience and How I'm long did it very take? happy to it took me I think an hour and 15 or somewhere yeah, around there half, roughly yeah, yeah. roughly now I, I was in there for an hour and a half yeah. and the first sort of 10 minutes she was drawing it up and yeah. and then uh, we got stuck into it and it was yeah really good and I'm looking forward to getting some more so yeah. that's the plan I'll get some money and potentially have a fair, fair few more coming cool so it's really good and um look if you're thinking about it make sure you think about it carefully yeah, you don't want to get stuck with something you don't want. Yeah, you don't want to rush in, and especially um, if you know where you want to go, go there and have a chat. They'll be yeah. able to give you some really good tips on it. Um, I went to a place called Third, Third Eye, Eye Tattoo yeah. Studio, and it, it, it's a brilliant place. Yeah, it was uh, cool. it, it's funny. You, you see a lot of different places online, and you, you, when you drive down the streets, you see those tattoo parlors that have the, you know, the black room, and it, it looks pretty horrid inside. And there's just yeah. some dude sitting behind a rusty old desk. Spiky. Yeah. Whereas this one was, it was. It was obviously the impression I got was their website was great, their building is very well designed, and they obviously take pride in their work. So they take pride in where they work, and they take pride in their studio, and it all shows. And it just, it was a great experience, and it was very, very popular. There were a lot of people in there getting tattoos at the same time. And here, Powerpuff Girl sleeves are all the rage. They are, they are. I had a woman do my tattoo yeah. absolutely brilliant should give a shout out to Jess because she did great work yeah she did really good work yeah. so um, I'd, I'd definitely be going back to her next time yeah. so well worth checking out and um, she was really good and um, she was saying that she wanted a Powerpuff sleeve I don't mean to out her or anything like that but yeah. it was really cool there was also um, in one of the booklets someone had done a full sleeve from the Beatles Yellow Submarine yeah. movie <laughs> so that was really clever I, I can't say I'd want it on me but I can say it looked really it good, look and cool. if you if you're into that sort of stuff, it's an incredible yeah. one. So well worth having a look online and finding that one out. So that was the big news for me. I guess we've covered that off, and I guess something Australian wise, and we'll keep this away from gaming for a little while, which is you know a new experience for yeah. us. Uh, big day out lineup has been announced. This doesn't really mm-hmm. apply outside of Australia, but it, I guess it's interesting to see what happens. This is. Australia's largest festival coming up to the 20th anniversary of it. Started in 1992. Yeah. And it originally started off with the Violent Flems and Nirvana <laughs> headline. Violent Flems, is it? You said Flems. Flems. They were good too. This is fair enough to yeah. me. They're, they're not the worst band in the world, but I'm not, not, not in love with them. I don't know that's so. Violent Flem. <laughs> <laughs> So that was initially started on the Gold Coast, expanded out across Australia and expanded into New Zealand. So they do Auckland, then they do Queensland, so they do Auckland, the Gold Coast, Sydney, Melbourne, Melbourne, Adelaide, Adelaide, Perth. So they go right around Australia, all the capital cities. Nothing for you, Tassie. (laughs) Amazing. It, It really is quite a good festival. I have a lot of great acts, but I must admit there's never enough to draw me in. And the talk of this one was it was going to be the biggest one. I know Ben and I discussed in uh, the one without Kurt, which was our best podcast thus far. Yeah, I, I, think, yeah, I think so. so. I think so. Um, yeah. That Eminem was going to be the headliner. He was rumoured. He was rumoured. It was, it was more than rumoured. He was in talks with them. Yeah. yeah. And that fell through. Yeah, he wanted too much money. There was also, he said he wanted a million dollars a show and they can't afford that. Uh, there was also Prince was in talks, we believe, as the main headlines. They also had Madonna mentioned. They had Blink-182 mentioned. Radiohead was supposedly the announcement. Pearl Ray, Jam was supposed Ray to be there. Machine. No, they, they did last year or the year yeah. before last, so that, it wasn't as likely. I think it might actually have been last year they did. Yeah. So it wasn't as likely and there was a 
lot of talk of all of these bands that were going to perform. There's Queens of the Stone Age as well, we mentioned. Soundgarden. And the announcement was made, and the headliners are Kanye West, Soundgarden, and Kasabian. Now, Kasabian played a few years ago. There, They were a 2.30 slot. Not to put that band down, but they are not a headlining act. They are not big enough to be a headlining act. And for the... I hate to say it, but for the 20th year of this festival... It's meant to be their biggest. It is probably their worst yeah. year they've ever had. Um, I'm <laughs> no. just saying it. They've, they've got Kanye West, who just went and toured yeah. Australia, who just did another big festival in Australia three months ago. But he only did one show, didn't he? It is only one show, but... They're taking second pickings. Yeah, I'd love to see Soundgarden. Soundgarden's great, but yeah. Soundgarden was great 10 years ago. And they got, weren't great now. I've got tickets to Chris Cornell in October anyway, so I'm not overly fussed. So those are the main headliners. Also on that announcement, if we go down the list, was My Chemical Romance. Uh, everyone knows who My Chemical Romance are. Yeah, they're, they're not that popular. To be honest, oh, but they released an album about a year ago hasn't gone very well, so they've really dropped off the radar. The Living End, who are an Aussie band, who are very, very popular, but very, very popular for their first few albums. They were great. I'm not a big fan. I, I, got to go, I got to go to their concert uh, a little while ago, and basically the fans sat through the new stuff and cheered through the old stuff. Yeah. Which it is, also seems like if you want to see The Living End, you've got a lot of opportunities. Oh, yeah, yeah, a ton of opportunities. Festival-wise, it's always nice for the atmosphere. Uh, there's also the Hilltop Hoods. I cannot pronounce that name. Roy Scop. I've never heard of them. So no. Sorry. But Hilltop Royscop. Hoods are playing before Eminem as well. So. Exactly. Yeah. Hilltop Hoods are an Australian Aussie hip-hop band. Boy and Bear, who are quite a good Aussie band. Yeah. Uh, Parkway Drive, an Aussie metal band. Mariachi yeah. El Bronx, which I am actually excited about. Okay. If you have a look, I have a belt buckle of yeah. theirs. I wouldn't mind Parkway Drive. They're all right. Yeah, yeah they're, uh, they're, cool. they're quite a good band. Mariachi yeah. El Bronx are a band called The Bronx, which are uh, one of the only punk bands around in my book. Uh, full hard, hardcore punk. Uh, and their alter ego is a mariachi band. And they play mariachi music, which is absolutely hilarious. Absolutely gold. I love it. So they're playing Architecture in Helsinki, another quite popular Aussie band. Battles, which are a, uh, a sort of a uh, this wild music style, sort of experimental yeah. band, quite popular as well. We've also got the Jezebels, brilliant Aussie band. Yeah. Their latest album has gone great very high in the charts and in fact one of their singles has gone really high so there's this new wave of Aussie artists getting in the charts which is like Australia has finally ticked over to indie rock yeah. that's what's up in the charts yeah watch out Tina Arena and Kylie Minogue being taken down <laughs> someone I'm legitimately excited about seeing and if they do not play a sideshow I may consider buying big day out tickets just for these guys Odd Future Wolfgang kill them all so no, these are these are this is this is probably another, I guess it's like they are the new Wu-Tang Clan. Right. They are young hip-hop artists. There's a stack of them. They all do their own solo work. They all come together and do work together. They are incredible. They are they are very harshly judged as being homophobic and all these other things because they use um, uh, sexist slurs and homophobic slurs in their songs. But it's hard to say that when that slur is used across the board, not just in a homophobic way. Right. And they don't say it in a homophobic way. They say it as a put down for anybody. Right. Um, a lot of interviews, they talk about it where, you know, they, they don't see it as a homophobic slur. They just see it as a, is, is, is just a generic insult. Yeah, sure. Uh, I guess, but I can understand where people come from. And to be quite honest, a lot of their music is very hard to listen to because it is very sexist, very violent towards women, very violent towards people in general. Right. So there are times when I listen to it and I go, I'm not sure I can keep listening to this sort of stuff. But really, they 
they're doing what old school hip hop did. Uh, they're a completely different style, and they are, I'm very surprised that the media hasn't picked up on these guys in Australia as being uh, the ruiners of another generation of children like what Eminem okay. was. Eminem, Eminem is nothing years. compared to these guys with his, his rhymes. Yeah. The only question is, do they have flavor? Flav! <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Uh, also, Aussie favorites Friends of Romp are coming back and touring oh, for cool. the big day out. Girl Talk, who oh, is an absolutely incredible artist. Uh, very surprising for uh, Girl Talk to become here. He's a DJ who basically mashes up. He's a, in fact, he's a basically straight-up mashup producer who does an album, takes famous pop songs, mashes them up with beats, mashes them up with old rock songs, very, very clever. You know, you get the, the Kelly Clarksons and the Gargars and the Rihannas all mixed up with um, the Jay-Zs and the Black Sabbath yeah, and yeah. the just everything all together in one. It's an incredible, incredible sound. Well worth checking out his latest album if you yeah, want to look. Yeah, the last two I'm a big fan of. Especially. Yeah, yeah. So is it uh, New Day? Was it called? Well, all Day. All Day. Something? All Day is what it's called. So have a listen to that. They are free. I believe All Day, all day was free. Yeah, it's one of those ones where you can pay what you want. Yeah. So you can check that out. Also, uh, the Getaway Plan, who are an Aussie band that have reformed. Uh, they've got Cage the Elephant, Foster the People, another massive band, and Best Coast are all the bands that have been announced for this tour. Pretty poor. Pretty it's, poor announcement. Yeah, it's a big lineup, but they don't have those... There's still another probably 20 bands to get announced. Okay. But the thing is, a lot of them are going to slot into that yeah. bottom tier. There will maybe be two or three. Hopefully another headliner will come on board. Don't know if they'll be bigger than those headlines. Probably needs to be. Otherwise, this festival is going to be a big letdown for Big yeah. Day Out because it's really nothing compared. Like Their last few festivals have been pretty poor. Yeah. Don't need to put them down too much, but they're not the best in the world anymore. I'd be interested to see someone like Kanye if he did a solo tour. Yeah, but I don't re- I'm not really into the festival scene where yeah. you have to sit through all these other acts to get to it's the a people long that you day. want to see. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I found. It's a very long day. If you're not keen on the Big Day Out Festival, Soundwave Festival's coming up. Soundwave tried to do a media festival which fell apart um, due to the fact that Van Halen pulled out as a headliner and apparently they, had, they were trying to get Aerosmith as another headliner and when Aerosmith dropped out, Van Halen pulled out because they didn't want to be the main headliner. They wanted a secondary headliner at the same level. Hmm. Lots of rumours about it. Don't really know what happened. But the end of year Soundwave is going to be coming up. This is mainly the Hardcore Metal Punk Festival and... Lots of big rumours. Officially hasn't been announced, but I believe some bands have already gone on Twitter and said that they're coming out for it. Um, Just to go down some of the main acts that are supposedly uh, going to be arriving and a lot of acts that didn't perform in the mid-year one. Uh, Supposedly Blink-182 are rumoured, but then again, Travis doesn't like to fly. Obviously, after being in a plane crash, he probably will want to. So that's not as likely. Uh, ACDC are a supposed headliner, but that's considered unlikely as well. They're saying Parkway Drive will be performing Houses vs. Hurricane, which is an Aussie band. Cold Chambers supposedly is reformed just for this tour. Oh, okay. Uh, you know, if, you, if, you, if you're into that sort of stuff. Mastodon, wonderful. Uh, supposedly they're coming out. Uh, the Pretty Reckless, which is Taylor Mobson's band. If you know who <laughs> Taylor Mobson is, she was on Gossip Girl. And, uh, she wears a lot of eyeliner. Yeah, lots of love for her. Supposedly she's a reputable artist. Supposedly they're going to come out for it. Falling in Reverse is supposedly going to come out for it. Uh, Hole... Uh, they've all got Dashboard Confessional. Hold, uh, you know, hold the band? Yeah, I just didn't yeah. know they were still going. Courtney Love, she's still out and about doing the tours. I think, is she the only surviving member? I think so, yeah. I think some come back occasionally and then they realise, oh God, I'm working with Courtney Love again yeah. and they leave. <laughs> um, uh, there, another, another few bands that have been kicked off or didn't, didn't perform on Soundwave Revolution because it got cancelled. Machine Head, Hatebreed, The Used. 
Uh, there are a couple of big bands. Dillinger Escape Pants supposedly have said they're coming. Census Fowl have said they're coming. These are all... I'm going through a couple of Twitter announcements now. CKY, as well as Wednesday 13, uh, Trivium, have all said Jesus. supposedly via uh, Twitter that they're coming out. Some quite big bands. Um, and that's probably the best. Also, Devin Townsend, supposedly. Um, more rumours include... Uh, Motion City Soundtrack, You Meet Six, Slipknot, uh, In Flames, Taking Back Sundays, Lamb of God, Him, uh, Gaslight Anthem, uh, Panic at the Disco, but they're actually doing a tour at the moment, so that's highly unlikely. Anyway, that, if getting off all these lists of up, bands, it, it's quite a nice, especially if you like that sort of music, yeah, it's, a, it's a much easier to listen to lineup. There are more bands you're likely to go, I'm happy to go see them, whereas something like Big Day Out, it's so diverse. Yeah, yeah. That basically, I think they're just at the moment they're banking on festival junkies just going. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, that's um, probably enough talk on the music scene. I think I've uh, overstayed my welcome discussing all of that. What else has been happening in the world? Anyone else got anything they'd like to cover off before we get stuck into a couple of the big issues that we've got? There's some movie announcements Ben's found. Indeed, specifically video game movie announcements. So both. Dead Island and Mortal Kombat are coming to cinemas again. Yeah, well, again for Mortal well, Kombat, yes. Dead Island for the first time. Exactly. So um, basically, it sounds like uh, Hollywood saw that first Dead Island announcement trailer, which was pretty awesome, and like really was yeah. out of this completely outshine of the actual. Yeah, movie. Um, I'm stoked for a new Mortal Kombat. Uh, I loved the first two when I was a kid. I'm not quite sure how it will hold up now that I'm a little older, <laughs> oh, yeah. but it, I must admit I owned the first one. It's Pretty shocking. The yeah. the first time I remember watching it again a couple of years later, and the graphics on Reptile are just amazing, <laughs> incredible. Well, it's, it just seems very um, uh, Power Rangers the with yeah. the explosions and fighting. Yeah, and stuff it's completely like that. totally Power Rangers. But when I was a kid, it was great, and I'm hoping that the new generation get to experience it now, sort of attitude. Um, well, it seems like it's going to be a lot darker. It's going to be done by the same guys who did the Mortal Kombat web series. Oh, that was good. So it's Mortal yeah. Kombat. Rebirth and Mortal Kombat Legacy, if you ever yeah. check them out. Um, and it's basically, those were made as a pitch to make this movie. And so if you watch all of those, it kind of leads up to the Mortal Kombat tournament. Um, but they said apparently it's not necessarily going to follow on from that or have the same actors and characters. Oh, okay. But it'd be a shame if they didn't because they'd done all this setup already. Yeah. But at least if you watch those videos, which I highly recommend, you can get a feel for the tone of what this is probably going to be like. And it's more of a gritty and darker more realistic, realistic I thought it was yeah. yeah the guy who played Jax was awesome in that <laughs> a little bit less of like get over here yeah. I'm, I'm sure they'll Scorpion. still include a few of those catchphrases and that kind of thing Posty. yeah <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah it could go either way hopefully they'd uh, you know do a good job at least we've got those you know YouTube previews to give us hope that this is going to be a good movie yeah, we'll post it on the podcast link on the website. Well, I made... Ben will post it on the podcast link. <laughs> I, I put an article up this week on the best video game fan films on the website. So if you go to pressx.com.au, you can check that out. And I was planning on following that up with another one of more official video game related movies. Oh, so the actual, yeah, just game game movies that are made, like the Resident Evils and stuff? Or... And, um, more like the made for the internet versions. So oh, okay. When Assassin's Creed came out, uh, Assassin's Creed 2, they did a 30-minute movie. Yeah, that same was good. Same kind of thing for Alan Wake. And... Yeah, the Alan Wake stuff was really clever. Yeah, so if you haven't checked them out, um, hopefully I'll put that article up this week. 
but also feel free to go check out the video game fan film ones as well because there's some very cool stuff in there as well. Excellent. So I guess it, it's hard to tell what these will be like, um, yeah. especially if they're basing on the best part of Dead Island. I'm, I'm not exactly sure what their plan is for it. So well, it seems like we know it could be good. I, I still haven't played Dead Island yet, but uh, it seems like this trailer is probably a good basis, but I don't know how much story there is apart from that. The trailer was completely different to the actual game. Yeah, there, there was little to no. Uh, really relationship between the two except for the fact that you can go in the room where the, yeah. that event happened yeah. well it, it seems like it's just going to be a zombie movie set on yeah. an island which... 48 days later the Caribbean 28 days later even? yeah uh, um, but yeah that yeah, definitely yeah. has potential so uh, hopefully you know it's going to be a family surviving a zombie outbreak or something like that and maybe little girls falling in reverse yeah Alright, um, I don't know much about this, but I've seen that Angry Birds may be slingshot into Starbucks. Way to read a headline. <laughs> <laughs> um, th- this was a cool article, it isn't anything confirmed, but it was basically saying there's talks between uh, Rovio, who do the Angry Birds games, and Starbucks for putting in high score tables in Starbucks cafes. Oh, okay. So basically you should be able to play the game, everyone's already got their max set up in there so you can jump online and um, upload your high score to that Starbucks specific high score table and so you can see the leaderboards for that day and I assume for maybe Australia-wide high scores or the worldwide high scores. I just think that's a pretty cool aspect that adds to that competitive level and I guess Starbucks benefits from that with uh, you know people coming in, hanging out, playing Angry Birds and then buying some coffee and Brovio gets people to buy more copies of their games, so it seems like that definitely has potential. Yeah, cross-promotional promo- cross marketing and stuff. Yeah, right? but I just love the competitive aspect of yeah. it. It's the kind of thing where, back in the day, everyone knew what a high score on the Nokia version of Snake meant. Yeah. Everyone's playing that same game on the phone, and Angry Birds has kind of recaptured that a little bit, with especially if you've got these immediate leaderboards where you can see some other guy on the other side of the coffee shop kicking ass on level one, you're like, all right, I've got to beat that guy. And I can see it's got a lot of potential if, you know, they have a level of the day or something where everyone is just trying to compete on that same map. They're not going to have some psychopathic dude who's going to go and, and upload his score into every single table? Oh, I'm sure there'll be people like that. They'll probably, you know, it could have potential for having, you know, prizes if you can yeah. get the top score for the day, you get a free coffee or something. I just, I think this kind of thing is a cool idea. kind of a slap in the face isn't from Starbucks, not to be an asshole or anything. Like How so? Starbucks coffee isn't the best in the world. Oh, okay. Well, you know, maybe you get... <laughs> Crashed and burned. <laughs> that was any potential hope of getting Starbucks as a sponsor. Damn it, Nick. It wouldn't be too hard. I don't think there's only, I think there's only about four Starbucks left in Australia at yeah, this point. Yeah, there's so. not many... Glen Ferry Road. Glen Ferry Road our, our old, in the city. That's our old favourite haunt, yeah. Anyway, something a little different. Uh, just jumped on kotaku.com.au little plug there for that website. And apparently the next Resident Evil flick is likely to feature Leon Kennedy, oh. the main character from uh, Resident Evil 2 4. Raccoon City and Resident Evil 4. Yeah, and uh, the new game, uh, the Raccoon City one where you play as the stars people. We played uh, yes, play. Operation Raccoon City. That's the one. Yeah, he's in that as well. No, he was in the events of Raccoon City. It's like yeah. his main story. Anyway, um, <laughs> so that not, amazing hair flick is going to be back. Was he not in number four? No, he was. He was the main protagonist of Resident yeah. Evil 4. No, no, in the movie, in the fourth movie. I don't know. Because uh, what's his face? The guy from Prison Break. No, 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 no. That was uh, Chris Redfield. 
Ah, oh, Chris Redfield. Okay. Yeah, so Chris Redfield was Those guys the original. Together. Chris Redfield was the original Resident Evil male survivor. Yeah. yeah. It was the one in the first game. He was also in Resident Evil 5. Had a big gap between them. With Jill Valentine in the first one as well. Yes, and she did appear in the fifth one as well. Yeah. So that's their main role. So it's pretty... Like, like on the download, not too much has been mentioned. But uh, from what I've seen here, the publicist has confirmed that he will make it in the live-action film. Oh, cool. Well, surprising they haven't introduced him uh, yet. But I also heard that they're in talks to bring back Michelle Rodriguez's character from the first movie, even oh, though she's she... dead. Yeah. So she seems to be doing that a lot lately after uh, Fast and Furious. So we'll see. Yeah, lots of, lots of uh, death revivals. Yeah. It's a zombie game. She could have just come back from the dead. Well, that'd be cool if she yeah. was a zombie. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think the Resident Evil movies are some of the best video game movies, especially the first one. I was uh, a big fan of that one. But, yeah, we will see. It was interesting to see them trying to incorporate more elements from the game in the last one. Yeah. Um, I guess we're just going to wait for Battleships to be the best uh, video game movie <laughs> released with Rihanna. Yeah, well, that's a weird one as well. Like, I don't know why they bought the Battleship property for that movie. It seems... Like, they have battleships, yes, but then it's about aliens. I don't really remember those in that old board game. But, uh, Obviously, you weren't playing it, right? Maybe not. Maybe there's a secret you know, rule set that I totally missed over. I think so. It's probably a fair statement. All right. Uh, next on the agenda, or news for that matter. We always mention it, are we? Uh, All right. So, the Battlefield 3 closed beta has opened. Yep. I've got a friend who's playing it at the moment who's going nuts for it. Um, unfortunately, it's PC only. I don't have a PC. I don't think you can play it. I think it. it's on Xbox 360 Xbox if you can connect to Xbox Live. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> How do you play it? Because I haven't, I haven't, I haven't used... played it either. I'm not a huge Battlefield fan. Okay, well, I guess we're, we're kind of um, blind on this subject, which is absolutely amazing to talk about. I have some figures correct right here. Breaking seen, news. I have seen a few people on my friends list jumping yeah. in on the action. But... Uh, I had some something in my email about it, but I didn't really pay that much attention to it. Okay, because I haven't done anything for it yet. I'll probably wait for it to be released and yeah. get stuck into it. Uh, the other big announcement for the week was a brand new Amazon Kindle, which is... A tablet. A tablet. It is, it is a legitimate competition for the um, iPad. iPad. It's called the Kindle Fire, and it's uh, probably the best uh, feature of this is its price. It's $199. US dollars. comes out on November the 15th. And it basically looks like it can do a lot of the main features of the iPad. It's a bit smaller, but it's like uh, the Galaxy Tab. Yeah, it's it seems pretty impressive. You can you know access all Amazon's movie library and music, and obviously still the books with the e-reader kind of stuff. It doesn't have the same traditional paper screen that the old Kindles did, but obviously that uses more battery life, but allows you to do stuff like the. Uh, viewing you know, movies and yeah. all that kind of stuff so uh, it definitely has potential it's out pretty soon so yeah. we'll, it will just be interesting to see when the iPad 3 is announced if it's just going to kick this thing's ass or if people are really just are like I can get a super cheap tablet let's yeah. just buy this instead I like the name as well though like that idea of Kindle Kindling Fire oh, I didn't even yeah. put that together it's nice um, I like that one um, and in more up my stream of things Gears War 3 has sold over 3 million copies in one week which is awesome. I think that's the highest selling game this year. Yep. Um, probably going to be... Beaten by Modern Warfare. Exactly. Actually, I don't know. I wonder whether Modern Warfare 3 is going to lose a lot of favour Yeah. with uh, the amount you've got to pay to really get it running. And I think Battlefield 3 is stealing a lot of its thunder. I think people are not going to 
bother with Call of Duty Elite. And I think the regular consumer doesn't even know about it. So I yeah. think it's still going to sell millions of copies and only the hardcore are really going to be... <laughs> only the hardcore are really going to be turned off by... The hardcore. If yeah. turning into the animal podcast because yeah, fish is doing jumps fish or something yeah. like that. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. It's uh, <laughs> Um, Got to have an animal feature on his podcast now, probably. But that's uh, kind of cool. Like, we had uh, the Gears of War 3, you know, has been selling well. It's got a good user base. Um, but hopefully, these sales might actually encourage them to continue the series, even though they've sort of announced that they're working. They will continue the series. Yeah, there's no chance of it just ending. But uh, Yeah, well, they said that about Halo 3. There would be no more in the, the Master Chief. Well, that's the yeah. thing. Um Bungie aren't making Halo 4. No. So that, that's what they mean, I guess, that Bungie were not going to make any more Halo games. Think about uh, this is, it's the last one in this uh, yeah. series of games. In this trilogy. There will be more Gears of War. It'll just be different situations. But they have announced some Maybe more... Maybe Gears of War ODST. <laughs> <laughs> they have announced some more single-player uh, downloadable content, yeah. but maybe not with Marcus and Dom. So, looking forward to that. Maybe it's like a side quest or something, like like other people doing things at that time to help out with the result. There's already a whole bunch of that stuff in the game, where you play as the same, uh, you know, the same levels from different perspectives, so I'd expect to see something like that. With Gears of War 2, we got one extra mission, Uh, hopefully it's a bit better. Gears of War 1 you did as well with the PC version. That's true, yeah. Um, The main thing with it is, without ruining any storyline or spoiling anything for people, Gears of War 3 kind of wrapped up like seriously wrapped its sort of storyline up. There's not much more you can go on, so it'd have to almost be a prequel. There's always there's always ways to continue it. Old there's always other areas to look at from different perspectives, somewhere on another area of yeah. the world, somewhere on a different world, somewhere doing something different. Yeah. I'm sure they could have people going over there to fight against them on yeah, their own true. planet. There's, there's a lot they could do. Yeah. So uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see how it goes. But uh, congrats to Epic for that one. Yeah. That was <laughs> All right. Well, I think um. Game. Yeah, it might start winding up now. Cool. Probably got to get to some other things for the day. Uh, what What are the big releases for coming Wait, up this week? You promised us a story about your gamer card. Oh, I did. Jeez, yeah. I always forget these amazing stories. I just never mention them. All right, saving the best to last. This is a, a wonderful situation I found myself in. So Tuesday night, I am about to go to sleep. It's about eleven thirty over here, and I jump on my phone and go, "I'll check my emails before I go." Boop boop. Check my emails. Pops up. Thank you, Mr. Thompson, for purchasing something like was it for purchasing six thousand Microsoft so points for ninety nine Aussie dollars. Mm. Thank you, Mr. Thompson, for purchasing six thousand Microsoft points for ninety nine dollars. So somehow I bought twelve hundred Microsoft points or twelve thousand Microsoft points. So twelve thousand two hundred dollars worth of Microsoft points, and I'm like, ah, I'm not online right now. I don't know what's going on. So I get out of bed, jump on, turn on my console. I I can't access my gamer tag. So someone is got my gamer tag on their console and just spent that money. So I recover my gamer tag, jump online, go through all the process of, you know, you go in there and you get rid of your passwords, change your passwords over, all that sort of stuff. Yeah. So you can um, still log in on the website? I can still log in on the website. They hadn't changed my password or anything like that. And I go in and check what the purchases were. So these purchases were definitely made. Um, my card's been debited from, everything's gone. And I have, and then that person has spent all of it in Madden 12 <laughs> and they've bought the same pack or, or things from the same legacy pack which I haven't actually checked what is involved in it but they've bought it 12 times or something like that there was like 560 points 
Yeah, right. Each one, and they just bought it over and over and over until there was no nothing left. So they've gone and spent all, all this, they've purchased it, gone and spent it all. And I guess the thing is, uh, as long as that person is online, they will still be able to play that content. Yeah. Yeah. If you buy something on your Xbox, then any tag on that console can play that content. Yes. Yeah. So they've got my password, gone on, recovered my tag to them, spent a lot of money in it, yeah. and gone off. So I contacted Xbox, sent them an email, because you can't call that late at night. They don't have any services. So I sent them an email, and they came back with a response, man. It's really like, they're, they're really good. They're really, yeah. really like, uh, you know, you know, we're really sorry to hear this has happened. What we'd like to do is uh, if you contact these people, they'll be able to take you through the steps. And so I contacted them, had a little thing where I was at work, so I couldn't give them all the information. So I had to wait till I get home. Gave them all the information. They said, well, it's going to take up to 24 days or 25 days. Your, at this point, your, uh, your subscription will be suspended so that no one can access it from now on. So you won't be able to access it. They won't be able to access yeah. it. So I can't go online at the moment. And they'll be going in and checking. Now, as far as I know, this should be pretty open and shut because, well, actually, the, the interesting thing was as soon as that happened, someone sent me a friend request. All right. And that person was playing the game that uh, those points were spent in so did you and it was over in the US. That. Gave them all that information of who it was and things yeah, like that. Right. So, I, it seems a little odd that someone from the US that I've never met, never even heard of would uh, try and add me as a friend just after... Yeah. and be playing the same game that that was in. So I reckon it was a little bit of a uh, slap in the face that they were trying to pull on. Hopefully. That sounds really stupid of them to do that. It does sound that. really stupid, yeah. Unless they were using your account to play the game and they, were, they the other person didn't realise that you had got your account back by that point. So they've sent a friend request across to get a couple of games in with someone and it's all gone pear-shaped. Yeah, you might be right that yeah. they've done that. Yeah. You never know. Yeah, that would be an interesting situation. But they're... It should be pretty simple because Xbox can monitor every single uh, IP address, every console. Yeah. So, in particular, they got my console ID, so they know that that's the console I own and that's the console that I play with yeah. my gamer tag. So they'll be able to filter through, and they'll be able to see that my my gamer tag was accessed on a console probably in the US. Yeah, uh, and they'll be able to tell. Okay, that's the console that's taken it. And so I'll get. I should be getting my money back, and hopefully that person will be banned from Xbox Live. Their details will be taken down, so they won't be able to get it. They'll be prosecuted, and their console will be bricked. And yeah, I was going to say, in Microsoft, if you don't brick their console, that's weak. So I don't think. I think that person will not be able to use that console ever again. Yeah. As so far as I know, which is hundred dollars. So yeah, hopefully that happens, and I get my money back, and they can never join Xbox Live again. It's just inconvenient that in the meantime you can't. Yeah, join. You it is, sure. and it's it's it just seems so strange that mine got picked out. Yeah. And I got no idea how. Well, I guess this kind of thing is probably happening all over the place. Yeah, just people aren't reporting it as often, or it's not hitting the web. Oh, we don't hear about it as often because yeah, yeah. I guess I haven't heard of any real issues with Xbox overall. I've I've had mine uh, hacked over the t- once in the past, and they fixed it. Actually, really quickly for me, it ended up only being about 10 days. And I know of another person that got hacked as well. So it does happen, but I guess it's a risk. They might have a lot of cases, and that's why it takes so long. But they look to clear it up within a month. So that's quite frustrating and um, uh, should settle itself out soon. And Yeah, hopefully you get it back before some of the big releases. Yeah. It's, it's, I can survive, but it is still $200. Yeah, definitely. Hopefully you get your refunds as well. Yep, so fingers crossed everything works out fine. And look, I guess it's a, uh, something maybe I should check. I don't know how they got my password or things like that. And I, I really just, because I haven't put it in anywhere. And it's not like I go on those dumb websites where they go, oh, give us your gamer tag. We'll increase your 
Yeah. Whatever, by 10,000 points. Yeah. I had my Hotmail account uh, hacked, the same kind of thing, where I was sending out spam and um, I just changed my password and it stopped that. But it is interesting. I guess maybe the advice, advice to users don't use the same passwords for different uh, accounts and that kind of thing. But Yeah, yeah. use crazy passwords. I have one that I can't even remember now. So yeah, I'm going to keep checking in other spots and yeah. hoping I've got to correctly remembered. Yeah. So lots of different things. Put put a couple of bits of punctuation in your password. That's the way to go. <laughs> Something like that and a couple of capitals and a couple of numbers. Yeah, exactly. You'll get you right. All right. That's about it for us. We'll be back again next week, I believe. Yeah. Sounds like the plan. Cool. So hopefully we'll have some more information for you. Something enjoyable, something fun, new things happening around the block. Yeah. Go cool. play Gears of War 3. All right. And check out pressx.com.au. Jump on. Uh, hopefully more articles coming soon. Yeah. And uh, send your read mail in. Yes. Yeah. Very much. Do so. And- Rate and review us on iTunes, because that always helps too. Yes, yeah. please. That'll be wonderful. All right. Thank you very much. I was Nick. I'm Kurt. Ben. <laughs> <laughs> He's doing another cool. theme song. Thank and you very much. Out. Enjoy your day. See ya. Yeah.